0: Somebody give him praise one more time all over this house. Come on, I dare you to take about 20 seconds and just give him a great big praise in this sanctuary right now. Hallelujah! Woo! Glory to the name of Jesus. Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen, amen. You can be seated for just a few moments. Let me take a brief opportunity to give a great big welcome this morning to all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us this morning. Rock Church, would you help me one more time, put your hands together and help me make some noise for all of our guests. Come on, we can do a little bit better than that this morning. I need your help to give them a great big welcome. Amen. We are so honored to have you here in the house of the Lord with us today and uh, if you are here for the very first time this morning, you should have received a VIP invitation card when you walked in the door that looks a little bit like the one behind me. And this is simply an invitation for you to join us immediately after the service in our VIP room. That stands for very important person, and we want you to know that you're a very important person to us this morning. Amen. Amen. And uh, we've got some light refreshments and a small gift that we'd love to give you just as a small token uh, of our appreciation of having you here in the house of the Lord with us this morning. Amen, somebody. Amen. God has been doing some incredible things this past week. I want to also take a brief moment to give a great big congratulations to Sister Angie Henry who received her degree from UMA received her diploma this week, I think we ought to give her a great big hand clap of congratulations this morning. Amen. Where's Sister Angie at? She's in the back making her way out from the choir. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give that applause one more time in just a minute. Y'all hang tight. Uh, This past week on Tuesday, Lois was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of her sins. I think we ought to thank God for that. And then Angela was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost on Tuesday. Come on, let's give God a great big praise for that. Amen, amen. And uh, again, just a quick reminder, June 10th, Friday, it's already been announced, our RCA graduation. We would love to have everybody that can be here to help support our school and our graduates, along with other graduates from this church that will be represented that evening. I'm looking forward to it. Our guest speaker will be our very own First Lady. You don't want to miss it. Amen. It's going to be awesome. Amen. How many of you came hungry for a word from God in this place today? You understand that it's Pentecost Sunday And you may not know it or understand that the word Pentecost simply means 50 days. And what this is indicative of is just a short while back we celebrated Resurrection Sunday. We celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But Pentecost celebrates the day of Pentecost, which was 50 days after the resurrection When the church, the New Testament church, was born in Acts chapter number 2. And when the day of Pentecost uh, was fully come, uh, they were all with one accord and in one place. Uh, And suddenly uh, there came a sound uh, from heaven uh, as of a rushing mighty wind. uh, And it sat upon each of them. Uh, Come on, it filled all the house where they were sitting. uh, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues uh, like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance this was the prophecy this was the fulfillment it was no longer just God with us as Emmanuel but it was God in us the Holy Ghost Somebody ought to give God a great big praise in this house. Mm. Jesus said, I am with you, but I shall be in you. And so this is Pentecost Sunday. And, uh, and, and I've got a word for somebody in this place today. And prayerfully, before it's all said and done, we can kind of connect that to Pentecost Sunday. Amen. Grab your Bibles. Go with me to the book of John this morning, chapter number four, I'm going to read a fairly lengthy portion of scripture, but I can't think of anything better to have in my sermon than the word of the Lord. Amen. John chapter number four, I want to begin reading at verse number one. Somebody say amen if you have it. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. Listen to verse 4. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour, or noontime, And there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou being a Jew askest drink of me which am a woman of Samaria? for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, listen, listen, Thou hast nothing to draw with. She noticed that he was empty handed. And the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well uh, and drank thereof himself uh, and his children uh, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, listen, and neither come hither to draw. I don't want to keep coming here over and over and over again trying to find something to drink. Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband, and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidest thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem uh, is the place where men ought to worship. Uh, Jesus saith unto her woman, uh, Believe me, the hour is, cometh uh, when ye shall neither in this mountain uh, nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Uh, ye worship ye know not what. Uh, we know what we worship uh, for salvation is of the Jews uh, but the hour of uh, cometh uh, and now uh, is. Oh, I love this uh, because he was God uh, manifest uh, in the flesh. Uh, he couldn't say the hour is come uh, and it's going to be. Uh, he said the hour is come uh, and now is. Uh, he was standing there in front of her. Uh, the hour cometh uh, and now is uh, when the true worshipers uh, shall worship the Father in spirit uh, and in Truth for the Father seeketh such uh, to worship Him. Uh, God is a spirit, uh, and they that worship Him uh, must worship Him um, in spirit uh, and in uh, truth. Uh, This is the binary construct uh, of the kingdom of God, Uh, it is spirit uh, and and it is truth. If it lacks one or the other, it is not the kingdom of God. You have to have spirit and you have to have truth. I'm not interested in being a part of a church that just has a move of the spirit without the declaration of the truth. I'm not interested in a place that proclaims the truth but has no moving of the spirit. You've got to worship him in spirit and in the woman saith unto him I know that Messiah cometh which is called Christ when he is come he will tell us all things Jesus saith unto her I that speaketh unto thee am he and upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman yet no man said what seekest thou or why talkest thou with her the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. The woman then left her water pot. And for a few moments today, I simply want to preach about leaving empty behind. would you put your bibles down and one more time put your hands together and give god a praise uh, all across this sanctuary come on somebody in the building uh, the holy ghost is here uh, the lord's presence uh, he is in the building right now uh, and he's ready to heal uh, he's ready to touch uh, he's ready to move uh, Somebody open up your mouth and give him a great praise in this sanctuary. Amen. You may be seated. Last week, we worked our way through the narrative of the demoniac of Gadara. And I declared unto you that The encounter of this man with Jesus was not happenstance, but that it was the intention of Jesus to hear the cry of that man in the tombs. Can I just say this on the outset of this sermon today, uh, that this is the same situation uh, with the woman at the well uh, of Samaria. When you begin to read the Word of the Lord, Jesus is ministering in another city, when all of the sudden he makes a decision that he needs to leave and go somewhere else. And the Bible clearly declares that the word of the Lord was that I must needs go through Samaria. And when you read this chapter you will find uh, that the revival that breaks loose in Samaria uh, is the only activity, it's the only thing uh, on the agenda of Jesus uh, for this trip. Uh, It is as if Jesus uh, hits the pause button uh, and he is following after an unction. Uh, There is something that is drawing him uh, to Sychar. Uh, There is something that is drawing him uh, to the city of uh, Samaria the Bible does not give us the name of this woman but as a matter of fact uh, the Bible places more emphasis on her identity uh, as a Samaritan uh, more than it does on what her name is it is important for us to understand uh, that she is a woman uh, of Samaria And Jesus makes his way into the countryside of Samaria. And he goes to a city called Sychar. And there in Sychar is a well that the Bible says was the well of Jacob. And it is interesting to note that water plays a primary role in society of these biblical times. The location of a city was almost based solely on A water source. Cities were built near rivers and near lakes and near places where there was water. Because everybody needs water to survive. And so it was that if a lake dried up then the city had to move. If a water source dried up then a city had to move. And so it was at the center of this water source that Jesus decides that he is going to meet this woman. He goes to the place because it is at at the well. It is at the source of water that everybody is brought to a level playing field. You understand that the king needs water. You understand that the shepherd needs water. You understand that the sheep needs the water. There is no way to experience life without water. And so God comes to the place that is the center point of for human survival. He comes to the place where people are depending upon it for life. And it is here that Jesus meets this woman. Bible says that Jesus sits on the well. That is powerful imagery. Because he is a well sitting on the well. <laughs> he, he's a well sitting on the well. And he understands that the hunger and the thirst of humanity is going to bring them to this place. Oh, can I preach to you uh, not only about the natural need of water uh, that brings humanity uh, to a water source, uh, but the Bible says, uh, blessed is he uh, that hungers uh, and thirsts uh, after righteousness, uh, for he shall uh, be uh, filled with uh, Oh, there is something on the inside of man uh, that is not just thirsty uh, for water, uh, that is not just hungry for food, uh, but there is a soul uh, in you. uh, There is a soul, man. uh, that is thirsty uh, for the living water uh, that is thirsty uh, for God uh, and there is no substitute uh, there is nothing uh, that can take its place uh, there is nothing uh, that can bring fulfillment uh, and so Jesus uh, is sitting at the well uh, and there is a dichotomy uh, of the natural uh, and the supernatural uh, there are thirsty people uh, that are coming to the well uh, and there are thirsty people, uh, thirsty souls uh, that are going to be coming uh, to the well. If I sit here long enough, she's coming. If I sit here long enough, everybody comes to a place uh, where they've got to have it. Uh, The Bible says that The context here is interesting. It was the sixth hour, which would have been about noon. You understand that in those days, nobody went to the well at noon, it was the heat of the day. It was the time of day that took the most energy in the sun uh, and the, the potential for the evaporation of the water that you were carrying was the greatest. Everybody came to the water sources uh, early in the mornings uh, and in the evening times. Uh, but this woman uh, was operating uh, in the shadows. Uh, she, she wanted to come at a time uh, when, when nobody else uh, was there. She, she, she didn't want to interact with everybody else uh, because of the life uh, that she had been living uh, and Jesus knew her. Uh, oh, she thought she was avoiding her. Uh, she thought she was avoiding people uh, but you better hear me you can avoid everybody else uh, but you're not going to get away from Jesus uh, you might be able to skirt uh, confrontation with people uh, you might be able to maneuver around uh, relationships and, and hide and duck uh, and dodge encounters uh, but I came to preach to you uh, that God knows exactly uh, where you are and God's going to place himself where you're going to come face to face and and Jesus is by himself he has sent the disciples away and it is him and it is her and she is about to learn that nobody can satisfy you except me. She is about to learn that no other relationships, no other dependencies, nothing else is going to satisfy, not your friendships, not the government structures, not your family. There is nobody, nothing, nothing else that you are going to be able to depend on. God will bring you to the place where it's just, you uh, and it's him God will bring you to the place uh, where it's an encounter uh, with just you it's like Jacob going across the forge of the Bible says he left his wife and his children why because God said it's me uh, and it's you Jacob Uh, I've got something uh, that I've got to deal with you about This was an unlikely scenario because Samaria was a place of the Gentiles. Jesus really was on the wrong side of the tracks. The chambers, he was in the wrong part of town. Not only was he in Samaria, but he was in a city called Sychar. Sychar. You can study it when you get home. The name Sychar means the place of drunkenness. This was was where all the winos came together. This is where all the, the bars were located, as it were. This was where the party crowd hung out and and dark deeds done. That's where Jesus... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we want to relegate Jesus to the pretty pews of the church, but I declare unto you that the God that I serve isn't afraid to get where you're living. He's not afraid of the hood you live in. He's not afraid of the city you live in. He's not afraid of the environment that has you in bondage. He's not afraid of the situation God will come to where you are He's in Sychar and to add to the scenario there are multiple reasons why Jesus should not and would not have been speaking to this woman number one it was a woman And in those days, culturally, uh, it was not appropriate for him uh, to be having a discussion with this woman uh, in a public place. The second thing is that she was a Samaritan. And the Jews, she said it herself, uh, have no dealings uh, with the Samaritans. He he crossed uh, geography. uh, He crossed culture. uh, He crossed all of those things. Uh, And the third thing was uh, this woman uh, was an adulterer. Uh, She was a woman uh, of ill repute. Uh, She was considered filth. Uh, She was considered a vagabond. Uh, Jesus didn't care where she was from. Uh, He didn't care the color of her skin the language she spoke or her pastor. He knew every single bit of it and yet he walked in to where she was going to be and let her know you can't live without me. You can't my god i feel like preaching he's not a god of white man he's not a god of the black man he's not a god of the brown man or the purple man he is the creator of the universe i said he's the creator of the universe there's only one race it is the human race Come on, I feel like preaching that today in a society that constantly wants to divide, that constantly wants to bring divide and tension. When you come into the presence of God, there's one king and there's one land and there's one Comes to where she is. And here comes the woman to the well. And he says, Woman, I'm thirsty. Immediately he keys in on his conversation. Give me something to drink. She looks at him surprised, not sure of how to respond. Why are you talking to me? Aren't you afraid of getting in trouble? You don't even know who I am. You don't want to mess with me. I'm not worth your time, I, I, sir. If you only knew. I, I mean, I'm trying. I'm hoping nobody sees me here. And here you are in the midst of all of this. Oh, I don't know if you should really be talking to me. Oh, can I preach to somebody in the building? God knew everything about her. And he still loved her. He still cared. I don't know why I'm stuck here. But there's somebody in the building. If everybody knew all your business, you'd crawl up under the pew. If everybody knew all your history, you'd be embarrassed and bust for the back door. God knows every detail of your life. He knows every mistake. He knows every bit of bondage. And he still loves you. And he still cares about you. And he's got a word for you she, he said if you if you knew who was asking you this question you'd be asking me for water <laughs> she said oh he said I got that living water Whew. she said living water I mean, I've been drinking this water my whole life. I don't know about that living water, but, but how are you going to get this water? And she looks in his hands, and the Bible says she, she notices. Uh, how are you going to get the water that you're talking about, uh, and you don't have anything uh, to draw with? He begins to speak to the woman, and now he gets her attention. He said, the water that I have, if you drink of it, you're never going to thirst again. Woo! Now, you got to get this in your spirit. Uh, This was a daily chore. Uh, This took up a big part of everybody's day Uh, in society. uh, The idea uh, that I could have some kind of water uh, that would cause me to never thirst uh, again. I don't know what it was about him, uh, but she began to believe uh, what he was talking about. Uh, She said, this living water... uh, She said, please uh, tell me uh, about this living water uh, so that I don't have to come uh, to this well anymore. Uh, Please tell me uh, about this living water uh, that I don't have to keep going uh, through the same cycle uh, over and over and over again to the well. Whoa, I'm about to preach in this place. Now he had her where he wanted her. She was, in the, she was in the earthly dimension, I'm tired. Every day, I got to grab the water pot. And every day, I got to go and hope that there's water in the well. And every day uh, I got to go and I'm doing something under the cover uh, of embarrassment and shame. Uh, but, but I don't know what else to do because I'm thirsty uh, and I got to get water. Uh, and it's happening every single day. Uh, and so uh, when she asks uh, for the water, he says, let's talk about your thirst. Yeah. Let's talk about your thirst. Where is your husband? What? Yeah, just look it up in the Urban Dictionary. Thirsty. When you get home. See, I'm preaching a Hood message this morning. <clears throat> Let's talk about your thirst. Um, um, see, uh, what had happened was, uh, she didn't know how to answer him. And so she found a cute little answer. She said, um, I don't have a husband. She wasn't lying. But she wasn't telling the whole truth. You can't lie to the truth. He is the way, the truth. You might be able to, oh, I'm going to feel, I felt like I hit something right there. You might be able to fool everybody else, girl, but you ain't fooling God. You might be able to walk up in this building uh, and act like you got your stuff together, but God knows. Uh, you might walk up in this building uh, like you're all in control uh, of your life, uh, like you've got everything going uh, exactly how you want it. Uh, you even know how to put a fake smile on that face of yours, uh, but God knows exactly uh, where you've been, uh, and He knows exactly uh, the issues. Uh, of your heart he didn't come to play any games you don't have a husband I could see him chuckle you got that right girl you've had five of them and the one you're with now isn't even your husband he put her in check to let her know I ain't playing with you. You've been playing games with everybody else, but I'm not playing games with you another day. She begins to try to argue with him. All of a sudden, she says, oh, I perceive you're a prophet. (laughs) Shando. And she begins to get all religious on him. Our fathers worshiped in these mountains. And she started, ain't that something? People bound in sin. All of a sudden, when the Lord confronts them, want to get religious. I read in my Bible, too. I love God, too. I go to church all while they bound in sin. Instead of letting God get your attention, right away they become theology majors. Oh, our father Jacob, he was the one. He drank at the very well. And you say, Jesus said, shut up. You don't even know who's standing in front of you. You don't even understand that the Christ that you're looking for is standing in front of you right now. Begins to tell her woman what I'm going to give you you'll never thirst again now she understands what he's talking about he's telling her lady if you'll drink of the water that I have from you you'll never look for satisfaction in another place ever again can I take a moment right here and preach about the danger of empty I'm going to preach about the danger of empty she came to him with an empty water pot uh, in the physical uh, but she came to him uh, with an empty vessel uh, in the spiritual uh, and any time uh, that you are empty uh, of the spirit of God uh, you will do everything you can to fill it uh, with something else. Uh, That's why she was involved uh, in those relationships uh, because she was thirsty uh, and instead of coming to God uh, she was trying to find fulfillment uh, in in an earthly relationship I came to preach to somebody in the building uh, you'll never get a man uh, that'll be to you uh, what only God can be to you uh. Uh, I came to preach uh, to a young lady in the building uh, that your prayer life uh, will never be replaced uh, by a dating life. Uh, I wish I had a church in the building. Uh, I came to preach uh, to a young man uh, that your walk with God uh, will never be replaced uh, by a walk with a bride. Uh, I don't care who you date. I don't care who you want to marry. You're empty and you cannot fill your empty vessel with anything beside the God that created you. Why do you think people become drug addicts? because they're thirsty uh, and they're looking for uh, can I find it here and you know what they do uh, they bring their water pot uh, to the drug dealer uh, fill it up one more time uh, they bring their water pot uh, to the strip club uh, come on uh, I gotta fill something one more time uh, they take their water pot uh, to the club uh, come on I gotta fill feel- they pull up at the bar uh, one more time uh, with their water pot you uh, but- Jesus said, if you drink of the water that I have, you'll never thirst for anything else. You'll never desire that again. You won't worry about that ever. Come on, who am I preaching? I'm not just preaching to people in the world. I'm preaching to church people who neglect their walk with God, and you start carrying around out water pots. You start to you you find everything you can. There's some people who try to fill the water pot with money. And so they make their career their God. They make making money their God. And they go and they shop and they buy. What are they doing? Sister Pack, they're trying to find something to drink. But every time they turn around, the vessel is empty again. And it turns into a cycle. And every day you wake up saying, I got to fill my water pot. Every day you wake up and what's dry- you it's not your walk with God but it's a hunger for success it's your hunger for relationship it's your thirst for affirmation I came to preach to some man some young lady in this house you are going to live a life of disappointment and emptiness and you, what you think was the answer. She thought, I can imagine, the first time she got married. She thought, this, this will be the answer to my emptiness. I just need a husband. If I can get married, everything will be all right. And she gets married. But when you go into the marriage and you're empty in your spirit, that thing will never make it. That thing will never last. And so it falls apart. And she goes again. Back to the same well. Maybe the second time it'll work. And she gets the water. And the third time. And the fourth time. Every day she's going to the well. But Jesus said if you drew one time from this well, you would have water that would cause you to never come here again. Preaching. On Pentecost Sunday, because you see, that's what the Holy Ghost is all about. You are a vessel. And when you receive the Holy Ghost, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. There's a reason why the scripture uses the nomenclature that it uses. Because you are designed to be filled. Be not filled with strong drink wherein is excess, but be ye Filled. The word picture is a vessel uh, that you are trying to fill uh, with other things. Uh, fill it with alcohol. Uh, fill it with drugs. Uh, fill it with friendships. Uh, fill it with work. Uh, fill it with desires for this. But you need to be filled uh, with the Holy Ghost. I came to preach to you. What you think will satisfy you, you've got yourself talked into it right now. But what you think is going to fill you is going to leave you empty and dry. And so people walk around carrying their water pots People walk around carrying fill it up again carrying around their careers this is who I am this is my identity if I can make more money and buy a nicer car then I'll get the respect the respect that you need that comes from living a righteous life you're trying to subvert living right with God by the accoutrements uh, of what the word. Come on, I'm preaching uh, so you're carrying around. Uh, but you know what? Uh, the money will never be uh, enough because uh, you can't buy righteousness. Uh, you can't. I said you can't buy the feeling you get uh, from living for God. Uh, you can't buy uh, The feeling you get from doing what's right. You can't buy the feeling you get from a walk with God. Other people carrying around that water pot. Taking selfies. Here's my boo. Your boo has become your water pot. Come on. Give me what I need. Come on, uh, tell me what I need to hear. Uh, I need to feel affirmation. I I need, come on, your boo uh, has become your water pot. Uh, I'm preaching uh, to somebody in the building. Uh, Ain't nobody uh, can give you self-esteem like the Holy Ghost uh, when you get in a red-hot prayer meeting uh, and God looks at you uh, and says, you're not Jacob, uh, but you're Israel. Uh, You're not Come on, you're not Simon, you're Peter. You don't need a woman to tell you how good you are. You don't need a man to affirm who you are. You need to get to the well. (laughs) Carrying around relationships. Carrying around relationships. That's why every time you turn around, you're confused. Why? Why am I not happy like I thought I would be? Why am I not as excited as I thought I would? Because you're looking for the wrong thing in the wrong place. <laughs> Jumping from bed to bed. And every time it happens, a little part of your soul... Is torn from you uh, as the devil, piece uh, by piece, uh, disintegrates who you are, uh, and piece by piece, uh, tears apart your virtue. Uh, but you keep carrying uh, that empty water pot. Uh, come on, back to the same old well. Uh, you keep going to the same place. My God, I'm preaching to somebody. Uh, how many more times uh, are you going to keep doing the same thing uh, and wondering why you're depressed uh, and wondering why you're? Not happy uh, and wondering why uh, your life isn't going anywhere. uh, You keep going uh, to the wrong well. When she came to the well, she was carrying an empty water pot and she was thirsty. I need something to drink. I need something to drink. And when she saw Jesus standing there, she noticed there was nothing in his hand. You don't have anything to draw with. Oh, what a life that would be. What if I could live like that and I didn't have to carry around an empty water pot? Jesus said the reason is is because there's going to be a well springing up in you. When you get this living water, uh, you don't have to go anywhere to get it. Uh, It's coming from within. uh, And nothing from without uh, can even compete uh, with what's coming. She comes to him. Music come. She comes to him. Just a little bit. Just one more time. I know I was here yesterday, but I'm already empty today. I know I just said how happy I was yesterday, but I'm on empty again today. I know I just told you how how exciting my plans were yesterday, uh, but they left me empty again uh, today. uh, Please come uh, to the well. uh, But when she had uh, an encounter uh, with the well, uh, when she had an encounter uh, with the living water, uh, the Bible says uh, that she left uh, her water pot. uh, Do you hear me? Uh, She came thirsty, uh, and she never put it in the well. uh, But when she got in the presence of Jesus she said I don't need this anymore and she left her water pot and when she went back to the city now the people saw her without the water pot where's that thing you used to carry I don't need it anymore where's that man you used to date I decided I didn't need that anymore where's that habit you used to have I decided I don't need it anymore she left her water pot i just need about 300 people in the building that would shout because you left your water pot when you come to jesus you can leave your water pot behind when you come to jesus you can leave empty behind leave that dependence behind leave that addiction behind leave that messed up situation behind leave that illegitimate relationship leave it i'm preaching to people in the building that walked in today carrying empty It's why when the presence of God was moving so strong, you couldn't lift your hands like everybody else. I don't blame you because you don't have the same thing in you that they have in them. Because if you had in you what I had in me, your hands would be lifted. If the same thing that's in me... Was in you, you couldn't help but give him the praise. If the same living water that's in me was in you, you couldn't help but be in an altar to talk to him. If the same water that's in me was in you, nobody would have to beg you to pray. If the same water and while you're carrying you're empty it's like jesus told her if you only knew who was in this place right now if you only knew how close you were this morning uh, from ultimate fulfillment i'm preaching uh, i'm preaching to a young lady uh, that you're one prayer meeting away uh, From being able to leave your water pot, uh, your one prayer meeting away uh, from God filling you. Uh, I'm preaching to a man in this place uh, that you're just a few moments right now away uh, from God changing uh, your life forever. Come on. I'm talking to people that have become codependent upon that vessel you become codependent on that vessel. But what God's trying to tell you is bring that empty vessel to me this morning. Get out of your seat uh, and bring your thirst uh, to an altar. uh. Get out of your pew uh, and bring your needs uh, to this altar. uh. Come on, when you leave this place, uh, you're not going to need that thing in your hands anymore. uh. I'm preaching to somebody uh, that needs to run to this altar right now uh, and lay your water pots uh, on the altar. uh. I'm preaching to somebody uh, right now uh, that needs to run to the altar. uh come on. She left her water pots and she picked up a testimony. Come on, all over the building, somebody come. All over the building, somebody come. Here I am, God. Somebody's thirsty in this place. Somebody needs him. He can sense your desperation. He's here uh, because he sensed uh, your thirst this morning. Uh, Come on, blessed are they uh, who hunger uh, and thirst. Come on, young lady. uh, You don't need a better man. Uh, You need to walk with God. Uh, You don't need a better friend. You need to walk with God. you don't need to find a husband. Uh, you need to fall in love with Jesus. Uh, and he'll supply uh, all of your needs. Uh, he'll give you the man he wants for you. Uh, he'll Come on, somebody, right now. Come on, lift up your hands. Uh, it's time to leave uh, empty uh, behind. Uh, it's time to leave uh, empty uh, behind. Come on, all over this house. Uh, all over this house. Uh, help me pray, church. Uh, help me pray church help me pray church come on come on it's time to leave empty behind you it's time to leave empty behind you come on he's here come on you have access to living water you have access to the living well you have access to a well that won't run dry come on Come on, come on. Lift up your voice. He knows where you've been. He knows your mistakes. He knows the struggles. He knows you've been through a divorce. He knows your life's upside down. He knows you don't have it all together. But he still loves you. And he cares about you. And he wants to fill you up this morning. He wants to satisfy you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jesus. Come, Come on right now. The Holy Ghost is here. God's gonna fill you with the Holy Ghost. Come on. He's not going to leave you empty. He's not going to leave you hungry. He's not going to leave you wanting. But he's here. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. If I take what the world can (laughs) do. Come, come on, uh, let those tears flow up. Let finish. those tears flow Come on, you don't have to hide anything. Uh, God knows all of the details. In the name of Jesus. I'll never thirsty again. Never thirst again. So never do, so I'll never thirsty again. Since Jacob's well never Will come on all over this building. It's time to leave your water pots. It's time to leave your water pots. It's time to leave your water pots come on you're not gonna need that thing once you encounter him you're not gonna need that thing anymore will never so I will
1: Come on somebody cry out
0: uh, cry out to the living well uh, cry out to the living well Come on Come on uh, Come on Come on, it's here. It's here. Come on, right now. I surrender, God. I surrender, God. come on come on it's time to leave your water pots up it's time to leave your water pop. come on he's doing it right now behind it's time to leave those water pots behind you you don't need what you thought you needed